Welcome to the Matters of Movement podcast. I am your host, Christina Whalen Chabot. Join me as we explore all the things that impact our movement experience so that we can all strive to move better to feel better. As I interview movement experts, therapists, researchers, and more. Welcome to the podcast. We have Erin Kaur joining us. Welcome today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Erin's coming on to talk about breath, and it's probably my number one favorite topic. So we're going to have a good time. Erin is a breathwork coach. She helps people transform from living an autopilot life to conscious and mindful living using simple breathing exercises. She's a mom of two and says that breathwork has been an anchor that helps her run a business, manage a home and kids with ease, patience and energy. With an experience of being a school teacher for 10 years, Erin understands the importance of meeting students where they are and teaching them in a way that benefits them the most. So beautiful. I can't wait to dive into that. Now, I know that people don't always associate breath with movement because it can be such a subtle thing, but I feel like our breath is our source of life and vitality and, you know, the amount of coordination of muscles in the whole breathing system can be surprising to some people. And, you know, the way I see it, breathing is like a symphony. You know, you've got so many players and so many instruments in the system and they all have to work together in order to be able to function properly. Absolutely. So this is why I invited Aaron today. <laughs> <laughs> So you have made breathwork your life's work. So tell us more about why you've chosen this path. For me, breathwork has been like a Swiss knife. So we've got tools for each and everything. So if in the morning I wake up, I feel low in energy, I know what to do. Breathe for two minutes and I'll be ready for my day. If I'm feeling overwhelmed due to my to-do list, I have a breathwork for that. If there's anxiety, then there's a breathwork tool for that. If I just need relaxation, there's a breathwork tool for that. So like it's my own personal Swiss knife, which I have with me at all times and everywhere, which I can use. And I've been using it for so many years and I've seen amazing benefits in my own life. And that's why I would say it's not my passion, but it's more of my obsession. I'm obsessed with breathing. <laughs> Well, and that's good because, I mean, someone needs to be so that we can all learn how to essentially breathe better. So how did you learn all of these techniques? How did this, how did you get your toolkit? I actually started uh, yoga about five years ago when I had my daughter. So it started as a postpartum fitness routine just to get back into shape. Trust me, I had no experience of yoga or breathing or meditation anywhere in my life, right? So this is my first experience. Like I could barely bend, touch my toes. So I was in that position. As I got more into it, I realized that I connected so much more with the breathing exercises, the meditations. Yes, the postures, the flows were good. But this part, just it just took me to another level. So that's why I dug deeper. Then I did my teacher training in Hatha Yoga. Again, it was a very amazing learning experience. But after that, I was introduced to Kundalini Yoga, which is a very powerful form of yoga. And that combines breathing and movement. And the meditations and breath work are so 
prescriptive, I would say, that we have scientifically proven breath work done for a specific amount of time, and they're so intense that they bring results immediately. And that is something which honestly lit my soul on fire. And mm-hmm. I did teacher training in Kundalini Yoga, and I'm using breathwork techniques from both Kundalini Yoga and Hatha Yoga. And that's what I'm using uh, in my own personal toolkit. And that's what uh, I teach my students. Oh, amazing. I have a very good friend who's a Kundalini Yoga instructor, and she and I took classes with her for a little while. So I have a little bit of experience with that practice, which is so beautiful. She taught with music a lot of the time and really did tie in the breathing on such an amazing level. So we're going to get into that, into more detail about that a little bit later on. What do you feel are the main benefits of breathwork? The first benefit for anybody who's never experienced breathwork is that it's going to bring you to a state of calmness. Just take three long deep breaths and that's the first thing you'll notice. You, Your body, your mind is just going to become very relaxed and very calm. So that's the first benefit. Then there is stress reduction. There is helping to calm anxiety people have over the years. So I actually have a client who just finished a course with me and she told me like she had anxiety for so many years and she's had medication and everything. But the six weeks of breath work which she did, she said that it was the best thing for her anxiety. So it's really proven to help people with anxiety a lot. Then there's energizing breath works. So which you can do if you feel an afternoon slump and we're not able to get back into work with that energy after our lunch. So you can do an energizing breath work. And at night, so many times before going to bed, we have next day's to-do list running in our head. We're not able to shut off or unwind and rest peacefully. So then we have a calming and a soothing breath work for that. Benefits are in each and every area of your life. Yeah. And if you don't mind my adding, because, you know, from the body perspective, breath is so very tightly linked to pelvic floor function. Yes. And in terms of regulating tension in the body. And I know that I was peeking around on your Instagram. So I know that's something you had brought up previously as well. And it also helps regulate the nervous system. So we have things like pulling ourselves out of fight or flight. So that's the whole calming piece of it. But understanding how breath can shift us out of these high states of perhaps anxiety or just high states of reaction. If everyone will know probably what fight or flight means, it just means that you are on high alert and, you know, you're ready to run away from the tiger, (laughs) right? Right, right. Whether or not there's a tiger there. (laughs) And then obviously it also helps with posture too. So, I mean, so many wonderful, wonderful benefits to breathing. And I think that a lot of times people will just be instructed to breathe, but there's more to it than that. There's more to it than just breathing. You know, there are so many tools, like you said, so many techniques that you can use that I feel really need to be shared. And I'm so glad that you're doing all of this amazing work. And there's one thing that 80% of the people don't know the correct way of breathing. Mm -hmm. So before you get into any kind of breathing exercises, it's very important to know if you're breathing correctly or not. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not breathing correctly, that's the first thing you need to work on before you get to the actual breathing exercises. 
And so what is that? What is the correct way of breathing? Yeah, so the correct way of breathing is that when you are inhaling, imagine a balloon. When you're filling in air into a balloon, the balloon fills in, it expands. And when the air leaves the balloon, the balloon becomes smaller, it shrinks. So that's what's supposed to happen with our body. We should be breathing into our bellies, ensuring that our bellies expand or blow up when we are inhaling, that is taking in air. And when we are exhaling, our belly should contract. Now, what generally happens is, A, people breathe into their chests, not into their bellies. So if you're breathing from your chest, you're breathing very shallow. So that's going to increase your stress levels and anxiety. The second mistake which people make is that on your exhale, your bellies come out. Again, which is reverse breathing. If you're on your exhale, your belly's coming out and inhale, you're pulling your belly in. You're actually not giving space to the air to come in and fill in your lungs and your body, right? And one more mistake which people make is that due to this culture around us, societal pressures, people have a habit of sucking in their bellies. So then there's no movement at all. So these are the three things which you should be conscious of while breathing. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. If you haven't checked out the Pilates and Movement online studio and all of the goodies inside of it, make sure to check out the link in the show notes below. In your, the work that you do and that you've been sharing on Instagram, you have been talking a lot about how breath can be an anchor to being present in the moment. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Being present in the moment means that you are fully here now. Your mind has a habit of either being occupied with something that happened in the past or running towards the future. Oh, I should be doing this. I want to achieve this. So it's never in the present. It's either in the past or in the future. And because of that, you have a lot of unwanted emotions which arise. And again, that causes a lot of things like stress. Then there's reduced reduction in your productivity levels as well. So it's very important to be present. Your breath is something, like every breath you're taking, each breath is new. Each breath is in the moment. It's not in the past. It's not in the present. That breath, which is in the now, can bring your mind back to the now. So when you just concentrate on your breath, like just tell yourself, okay, inhale, breathe in, exhale, breathe out. Just doing this three times is going to bring your wandering mind back to the present, back to the task at hand and you'll be able to do that with your full attention and full focus. So what do you feel are the dangers of not being in the present moment on a day-to-day basis? There are tons of dangers. If you're not fully present, are you really alive? If you're living your life in your past or in your future, you're missing out on what actually is happening. If we actually look at what time is, Time is something which man has made as a measure. Nature is not concerned with time. Nature is independent of time. This is something which is man made. So in reality, there is no past. There is no future. There is just this moment in which you are alive. Mm -hmm. And if you are actually not present here, you're all up in your head. You're missing out on everything. Mm -hmm. You're missing out on that smile your child just took. You're missing out on the taste of the last sip of coffee. Why do you want to do that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Very, very important to be present. I feel for me, I'm always seeking for ways to improve the quality of life of the people that I'm working with. 
And so teaching them how to be in the moment is to me probably one of the biggest gifts to be able to teach people. And I know for me, I spend quite a lot of time thinking, planning for the future, ruminating over what happened in the past. You know, something I know that yesterday there was something that happened in the day. I can't even remember what it was, but I remember just being really agitated about it. And that feeling is carried on. Yeah. For you, it's carried on from yesterday to today. Yeah. But if you had a tool which would have stopped that feeling, turned that feeling around there and then yesterday, you would have fully utilized yesterday and your day today. It's so good to be able to talk about this. Now, the other side or another piece of being out of the present moment is being on autopilot, constantly just going through the motions of life. What are the signs of being disconnected from life? I'll tell you what I experienced because honestly, I've lived on autopilot for about, what, 30, 33 years of my life. And I realized that I was on autopilot. Once I became more mindful, once I turned more to breathing, that's when I became conscious. And that's when I realized, oh, I've been on autopilot for so many years. So since I was a school teacher, my routine was getting up in the morning, grabbing my school bag and, you know, get in the car, drive to school. And Honestly, I was on autopilot. My subconscious knew I need to take a left turn. I need to take a right turn. My mind was elsewhere. Damn it, I need to correct so many notebooks. Oh no, there's that test approaching. I was not focusing on the road. If somebody would ask me, do you know, did you get a red light or green? I would actually have to pause and think like, I don't know. You know, so that's a big sign. You're not in the moment. You don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. But you're subconsciously just driven by it. That's just an act you have to do. It's ingrained in your subconscious and it's happening on its own. Yeah. You are not there. Yeah. So analyze yourself when you're driving. Are you actually paying attention to the road? Did you hit a bump or not? Did you get a red light or not? Where did you take your turns? Analyze and notice that. Or when you're having food, like... Has it ever occurred that you stepped out of your shower? You need to take a minute to remember, did I wash my face today or not? Autopilot. If you're entering a room, oh my God, why did I, what did I need to get from here? Oh, I don't know. So many times, right? (laughs) So many times. Again, you're on autopilot. So being in the moment means you don't have to lose track of the thoughts of things which you're actually doing so if you're on autopilot you are definitely missing out on so much so breathe and come back to reality yeah exactly (laughs) so you are running a boot camp now i know that by the time this episode of the podcast is out your boot camp will have been completed already but I would still like for everyone who's listening in to learn more about your boot camp and tell us why you feel it's so important. So my boot camp is a five-day breathwork boot camp where the journey is actually transforming you from autopilot life to a more conscious and mindful living. So in this boot camp, we're learning all about what is the true meaning of being present in the moment. We start with that. Then we get familiar with our own breaths. What is our own natural way of breathing? Because unless you know the natural way of breathing, you won't be able to notice any changes to it. Alter it consciously to get a desired result. And then we have a day's plan where we actually learn breath work. 
and something to kickstart your morning, something to unwind and sleep like a baby, and throughout the day, how to tackle those unwanted emotions. So it's a five-day beautiful journey. Oh, it sounds so exciting. I'm going to be signing up for it too. So I can't wait to experience it and learn all of your special techniques. If you haven't checked out the Pilates and Movement online studio and all of the goodies inside of it, make sure to check out the link in the show notes below. In one of the posts that you have on IG, you talked about breathing techniques that can help improve your energy levels. What are those techniques and can you teach us one? Yeah, absolutely. So there are a lot of techniques to increase your energy, but one technique which I like to teach somebody who's an absolute beginner to breath work is right nostril breathing. Now, our right nostril is associated with the sun energy of our body. That means it's associated with waking us up, alertness, energy, right? So that's what it's associated with. So for right nostril breathing, all you need to do is take the thumb of your left hand and use it to gently block your left nostril. Now we're just gently blocking it. We're not putting a lot of pressure to tilt the nose. We don't want any kind of stress in our body. Just gently block it. And all you need to do is long, deep inhales and exhales only through the right nostril. So you can inhale and exhale to a count of five. If you can do longer, amazing. But if you're a beginner, try to at least do to a count of five. So I'll just explain how it looks once. So left nostril is closed. Try to keep your eyes closed. Roll your shoulders back and down. Relax. And let's begin. Inhale. Two, three, four, five. Exhale. Two, three, four, five. Inhale. Two, three, four, five, exhale, two, three, four, five, inhale, two, three, four, five, exhale, two, three, four, five. Gently open your eyes. So you can do that anywhere from one minute to 11 minutes, whatever fits into your schedule. Amazing. I particularly like the breath of fire. Can you tell us about that breath? <laughs> Absolutely. Breath of fire is very, very energizing. And one of the basic breaths we use in Kundalini Yoga. So breath of fire is something in which we are focusing only on the exhale. So when we are exhaling, we are sharply pulling our navel in. And the inhales are passive and relaxed. So inhale is happening automatically our stomachs are relaxing on the inhale on the exhale we are sharply pulling our navel in but one thing to note for breath of fire if you're pregnant or if you're on your periods please do not do breath of fire you can replace it by long deep breathing breath of fire raises your energy levels immediately very powerful three minutes of breath of fire every morning and you will be good to go absolutely ready for anything. You definitely do not need to grab any sugary snack or coffee, for sure. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because probably at the beginning of COVID, I stopped drinking coffee. And so I, I replaced it with some other drinks, dandelion drinks and stuff. But I do notice that even though I have gotten through that 
period of time where, you know, there's that adjustment period where you absolutely are not getting that little energy boost. Right. I know that there's times during the day in the afternoon, especially when I start feeling a little bit tired and slumpish, if that's even a word. And, you know, where I could use something like the breath of fire. And of course, it's a little bit more advanced breath. Yes, it is. It is. But I still feel like it would be a good one to learn. It is. It is very good to learn. Breath of fire. It's not only a energizing breath. I feel it's a very good ab workout as well. You're pulling in your new. <laughs> get it. Yeah. It feels like an ab workout for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say so because I mean, there's that contraction, right? You're pulling yeah. that belly in. So there's quite a lot of work and you know, you do that over and over and over again. <laughs> it gets t- right. That gets tiring. How long would one do the breath of fire? Three minutes. Three minutes. Okay. Yes. So good. There was another really great post that you had on Instagram, and it talked about this idea of having a remote control to be able to dial down your unwanted emotions emotions so that you can just get on with your life. (laughs) Talk to us a little bit about that. When you're upset or when you're angry, it's not really easy to, you know, talk your way out of it. Okay, don't be angry now. It's okay. You, You can't do that. No matter how much we try, it's really difficult to talk your way out of it. But doing a specific breathing technique to let out your anger or to calm your anxiety or to deal with your overwhelm, you can definitely navigate through those emotions in a much better and peaceful way. And we were discussing, like you were agitated about something yesterday. So if you do a breathwork in that moment, And trust me, it takes practice to remember that you need to do a breath work in that moment. So that's going to come with habit. But first, just noticing that you are agitated and just taking long, deep breaths and not any other specific breath work will take you on the first step to turning down your emotions. Mm -hmm. So just notice that, okay, I need to take a minute. So breathe The simplest breath I tell everybody, if you're not talking about any specific breath work, it would be, okay, inhale, one, two, exhale, one, two. So on the next breath, it would be inhale, one, two, three, exhale, one, two, three. So with each breath, you're increasing your counts. Because when you're all worked up, your breath is going to be short and shallow. Mm -hmm. So at that time, I cannot expect you to take five count long breaths Counting up to five, that's not going to happen. Let's be very practical. So let's start counting up to two. Then on the next cycle of your breath, count up to three. On the next, take it up to four. And I'm telling you, in five breaths, you'll feel calm. Yeah. For sure. I love that. And I really like how you try to make it accessible. And this goes back to your bio where you say, do you try to meet people where they are at? Right. So just easing into the breath, lowering expectations around what it should look like or how it should look like, or all of those things that can lead to feelings of failure, basically. Because I do know that there are people out there that are not comfortable with breathing exercises. How do you speak to them and how do you help them? Breathing is something you've done since the day you were born. Mm -hmm. You're probably taking 20,000 breaths every single day. So this is something which is not unknown. You know it. It's within you. 
and we're not doing anything different from what you know. All we're going to try to do is just consciously try to alter the pace of it. That's it. Mm -hmm. And that's not scary. And I'm definitely there to guide you each and every step of the way. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to start for a long time. Let's just start for 30 seconds and then we can build on. Do you teach breathing techniques to your kids? Yes, I do. I do. So funny you asked that because recently there was an incident with my daughter. So she's just started school and this is her first time going to school. She was very worked up. She was not adjusting. Our first week of school was really tough. You know, she used to like even wake up at night crying. I don't want to go to school because thanks to COVID, she was all the time home, right? So when she was worked up, it was very difficult for me to communicate and calm her down. She was not in that position to listen. So all I would ask her to do is, you know what? You just need to look at me. That's it. Just look at mommy. That's all you need to do. And I used to start doing deep breathing myself. I did not ask her to do it. I just smell the flower, blow the candle. Smell the flower, blow the candle. And all she needed to do was look at me. And then she started mimicking me. After one minute, she started copying me. And that is what actually helped her calm down, come to a state where I can actually communicate and make her understand to what is happening. And it's a safe place to go to school and things like that. So I did not tell her that she needed to breathe in that moment. I just asked her just to look at me. I did it. So breathing is not only affecting you, it's a ripple effect. It's going to affect you. It's going to affect your family, your relationships, your co-workers. It's going to affect everybody. Something you are doing for one minute is bringing benefits to everyone around. I totally agree. I was just talking to my daughter this morning. She's having some struggles with friends at school and she was worried that she was going to be crying in the classroom because she was so worried about everything. And I was like, just breathe. Absolutely. <laughs> but that, again, that blanket statement can be so misleading and people are just like, ah, whatever. Breathe. What, what do you mean? I'm breathing right now. So if you say just breathe, that's the first recognition. I'm breathing right now. Yeah. What do you mean just breathe? <laughs> But having that nice technique and practicing with her, I think is such a beautiful thing. I have a beautiful book and I cannot for the life of me remember who wrote it or anything, but it's called Frog's Breathtaking Speech. And it's all of these yoga breathing techniques for children. And so they go and they follow the story of this frog who is learning all of these different breathing techniques from all of these different creatures. So one is for a bee and one is a crocodile. And so it's really sweet. And so in the end, anyways, I love the book and the kids love the book. If you haven't checked out the Pilates and Movement online studio and all of the goodies inside of it, make sure to check out the link in the show notes below. I feel like your strategy of smelling the flower and blowing out the candle, how perfect is that? So great. My daughter, honestly, she gets irritated at times because I use it. I try to make her use it in her everyday life. So we were at Costco the other day and we were at the absolute end of Costco and the washroom was at the, like, you know, we were at two opposite ends and she, I need to go pee. Like, okay, we're going to run, but you need to breathe because with that breath, I know that she's going to get that control to hold it till we reach there. Okay, I want you to breathe on the way. I want you to breathe. She's like, why do you keep telling me to breathe? Why do you? I was like, you're going to see. You're going to see. Just breathe. 
just breathe. Yeah. So yeah, so it has so many benefits and just simple mindful introductions at a young age is going to help them lifelong. Yeah, absolutely. You have your boot camp coming up, but how can people work with you? I have group program. One group program is currently running and it's ending next week. And after the bootcamp, my second group program would be starting. But I think when this podcast would air, my second group program would be in progress and that the next one will probably be starting next year in January. Apart from that, I have my one-on-ones. Okay. So my programs have six weeks of breathing exercises. So every week you are sent one essential habit to develop, and one breath work, both of them interlinked, to do during the week. So that habit also has three tasks which you need to do, along with the three minutes of breath work each day for seven days. And after seven days, you get the next breath work. And during that week, we have one live session. It's a Kundalini Yoga session. So we have breath work, Kundalini Yoga, and meditation in that one session mm-hmm. in a group program obviously uh the kundalini yoga sessions are pre-decided but if on in a one-on-one program we work on the needs and the area of life you need to work on and the one hour session is designed according to you oh i love that that sounds so great So in January, you're going to be starting a new session. So anyone who's interested in working with Erin should check out her Instagram, obviously, and follow that up and make sure you get in with her program Mm -hmm. because it sounds delightful. (laughs) Sounds so good. Yes, my one-on-ones are currently running, but my group would be starting January for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Now, you mentioned that you also include the kundalini yoga, and I know that your favorite part is the breath, but how do you feel about the coordination of the breath and the movement together? It is so very powerful. Those people who do not know what kundalini yoga is or who've never experienced kundalini yoga, it is so very different from the normal hatha or vinyasas you've been doing till now. So in a Hatha Vinyasa, it's up to a teacher who's teaching to take you from a downward facing dog to a cobra, back to a down. So the teacher is deciding the flow of things. Now, Kundalini Yoga is very scientific in that way. It has been designed and the exercise sets are pre-designed, pre-set. As a teacher, I do not have that authority to change anything in those exercise sets because that's going to mess up the science behind it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where the magic lies because you know, okay, I'm doing this set for this much of duration. I know this is the result I'm aiming at. So if you know what you want to attain in life and there's a set for that. So yesterday, the group which I was working with, we worked on manifestations. We did a Kundalini Yoga Kriya to manifest anything you want in your life. And my girls have those recordings with them. So if they want to continue that Kriya set for 40 days every single day, they have those resources now. So it's very, very powerful movement. All the listeners, just imagine... A simple thing like twisting your spine with inhales and exhales and doing it for three minutes. Mm -hmm. Trust me, it's tough, but it's very powerful as well. That's what I love about kundalini yoga is that there are a lot of repetitions. So you do an exercise and you're kind of like you can rock back and forth several times, you know, and not several times. It's for three minutes. And so you do it maybe a hundred (laughs) times. Right. (laughs) And so there is quite a lot of 
you know, muscle activation and endurance required for some of these exercises. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel because some of them can be so challenging, the breath can really help carry you through some of those challenging bits and pieces. It helps you push through for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So good. The other day I was just, I don't know what I was doing. I teach Pilates all the time. I'm always teaching Mm -hmm. Pilates. (laughs) And I had a moment where I was on my hands and knees and I breathed in and I felt this full kind of release through my spine which I had never experienced before. And I always, always use breath with my students to help improve their stretching, Mm -hmm. especially anything around the trunk, anything up and down the spine or through the rib cage or anything like that. But this was almost, it was almost as though it was a bit of a, like a chiropractic adjustment. I Uh felt everything just go, and I would not have experienced that had I not breathed in the way that I had which was so incredible. So I just want to encourage anyone who's listening in to really take some time to dive into your breathing. And if you don't do it with Aaron, there's lots of people out there and there's YouTube and all of that. And when you feel ready to come to a professional, then you should definitely be reaching out to her. To finish off, I have a campaign that I run called the Move Better, Feel Better campaign. And the money that I get from the sale of the Move Better, Feel Better tank tops goes to women's mental health. And so I started this campaign when COVID began because I saw a lot of women in my life who were struggling and I just wanted to do something to help. So my question to you, Erin, is what does move better, feel better mean to you specifically? Move better, feel better. For me, again, because I'm a breathwork coach, for me, every association is with the breath. We are moving our breath in our body. So that movement of breath, that movement of air in each and every cell of your body. When you are breathing deep, you're taking in more air. That air is reaching in each and every cell of your body. They're expanding with oxygen. They're moving. And trust me, when all of the cells of your body become happy with oxygen, that is definitely a state you want to be in. You feel amazingly calm you have this peacefulness within you and peacefulness is all we strive for right so definitely recipe for feeling good absolutely and actually before we finish because i thought of one more thing was that not only does the breath nourish us but it also helps release toxins correct yes and a lot of people do not know that 70 percent of the body's toxins are released by breathing so if you're not breathing correctly or you're not breathing long enough your body has to put in that extra effort to cleanse out your toxin Mm -hmm. so breathe deep people breathe deep So that's the technique, right? If we're just breathing shallowly, we're really not getting the most out of our breath. You want to be breathing deeply. I know for me, when I am actively breathing deeply, I feel like it takes some effort. And then when I go back to a regular breath, I'm doing that in quotations, I notice that it automatically becomes more shallow. Do you recommend that people train themselves to be deeper breathers more regularly? Yes, but first of all, practice to breathe into your belly. Mm-hmm. normally okay. so yeah. breathing into your chest is causing some stress in your body and we don't want that even though you realize it or you don't realize it it is happening yeah so the first step is 
normally your habit should be breathing into your bellies. So it takes time. Mm -hmm. I've been trying for a year with my parents. Trust me, it takes time. (laughs) Anytime I sit them down, they're like, oh, we're tired. Because it takes effort, like consciously breathing in and out. Even if it's just long, deep breathing for three minutes, it seems like an effort. But remember, it's a muscle and you need to train it. Mm -hmm. Like any other muscles of your body, you need to train it and you will train it. It's just, you just need to be consistent. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this. This is such a great conversation. Erin, where do people find you if they want to work with you or learn more about what you're doing? I'm on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Akila Shots Yoga. Yeah, I'd love to see you all there. I keep posting breathwork hacks on my page. So you can hop on and look for a breathing technique that suits you. I go on live every Friday on my Instagram pages as well. So yeah, hoping to see you all there. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining. That's it for today, folks. I hope you learned something new. And as always, thank you so much for listening in. It means a lot to me. So to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at mattersofmovement.com. And in order for this podcast to reach a wider audience, you can show your support and love by subscribing to, rating, and reviewing this podcast. See you next time so that we can continue to explore all the matters related to movement together.